Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Thank you for your presence. And thank you for your power. Thank you for your glory. And thank you for your move. Blessed be your name forever. All has I said for you this morning. Bless us as you have come. Take us to our next level with you. And draw us closer to yourself. Thank you. And blessed be your name. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Amen. Come on, give a big clap of unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a year of Christ-like living. Or it's a year of rest through Christ-like living. And I'm sharing this morning with you the blessing of Christ-like living. The blessing of Christ-like living. I think we, what we need most is the word of God more than any other thing. It is the word of God that changes us and blesses us and brings the breakthroughs that we are looking for. Whenever God wants to transform your life, he speaks a word into your life. When God wants to give you money, he gives you a word. When God wants to give you healing, he gives you a word. When God wants to do anything in your life, he gives you a word from him. And if only you will listen to the word and do what the word says, your life will never ever be the same. Whatever God asks you to do will always end up in your benefit. In the end, it will bless you. It will end up benefiting you and not God. Whatever God asks you to do will end up benefiting you but not him. It will end in your interest, in your benefits. It may be very difficult. It may be very hard. But it will be beneficial to you. One day he was in a party, a wedding banquet in John 2. The Bible said that when the wine was finished, the mother spoke to him and uh, later on he told the steward, said go and fetch water into the pot and all that. And people were confused. Ah, can we, we, want, we want wine. What water? Then listen to what the mother says. Whatever he tells you, do it. They obeyed and they fetched the water and immediately as he prayed on it, I don't know what he did, but by the end of the day, the water became wine, even better than the one that they were drinking. It may not, well, sometimes well, the things that God may ask you to do may not even sound well, may not be too good, may be very difficult, but it will end up benefiting you and making your life better. Peter had struggled throughout the night trying to cut face, man with experience and all that. He couldn't catch anything. Jesus appeared to him and said, Master, just cast your net on the other side. He said, Lord, I have labored throughout the night. He was trying to argue that ultimately, John 5, he said that, but according to your word, I will do what you are saying. He did cast the net and the Bible says he caught fish. I mean that he couldn't even draw them. It benefited him and his family. Whenever you obey him and listen to him, it benefits you more than any other, any other person. Please, it starts benefiting you before it even comes to some of us. Some of you, it's out of your blessing that you give to God. Yeah? So whenever God is blessing, it begins with you before it goes to anybody. So whenever you obey God, it benefits you first than any other person else. This is a year of Christ-like living. Christ-like living will benefit you first more than anything. I pray that the grace to listen to God will release on us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah 48 from verse 16 through 18. Please first give me the NIV version. He said, come near to me, hear this. And from the first announcement, I have, I have not spoken in secret. Neither have I said time it happened. I'm there. And now the sovereign Lord has said, sent me with the spirit. 17. That says the Lord, your redeemer, the holy one of Israel. I'm the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Look at the verse 18. Give me the NIV. If only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river. Your righteousness like the waves of the... If you had only listened to me, your peace. If only you listened to me. Listen to me. You, whenever you are at rest, it means you are at peace. That's how it is. 
But if only you will listen, if only you listen to me, your peace would have been like a river. There wouldn't have been any end to your peace. So when we listen to God, it benefits you. Your life becomes better. Your life becomes fruitful. Your life, you end up benefiting. I pray that the grace to listen to God this year will be released upon us in the name of Jesus. So whatever God asks us to do, it ends up benefiting you and not him. Now, what is Christ-like living? I think many of us have people that uh, we see as mentors and want to become like them. One day I saw somebody, the moment I saw the person, I said, ah, this is Michael Jackson. The person has dressed like him, the way he was doing the dance, doing like this. Ah. I said, wow. <laughs> I remember in those times in Kumasi, we used to dance, we call it snake dancing. I don't know whether it was Michael Jackson, we used to dance like that. You dance, ah, then you do like this. I don't know if you know that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we used to dance. Oh, man. We used to call it Jiwani. You go to cultural center and you dance. Ah, then you do like, we call it uh, snake dancing. When you do like this, ah, then you be sneaking out, ah, then you fall down. <laughs> and sometimes you see that you are copying from somebody. You want to become like somebody. So you, sometimes when you see certain people, you can see other people in them. Is that right? Yeah. The woman says, ah, this one looks like whatever. And because sometimes you can see people, you can say, this one is copying this person. This one is copying that person. It's the same as Christ like What the Bible talks about Christ not living. All that we are saying that it is copying the way of life of the master to become like him. So Christ like living is you look at Christ and you copy. And to become, and you see, interestingly, those people are people who are copying from afar. But we, we have the seed of Christ in us. So living like Christ, we should not be even a problem because his seed is already in us. So living like him wouldn't even become a challenge. So Christ-like living is copying the lifestyle, copying Jesus to become like him. Amen. Number two, another definition for Christ-like living. It is Christ living his life through us. Or we allow him to live his life through us. Because he is in us. Paul said in Galatians 4, says, My little children of whom I travel until Christ is formed in you. So Christ is seen in you or Christ lives, I mean, he lives his life through you. So when people see you, even though they see you as done, but they see Christ demonstrating his life in you. That's Christ-like living. So Jesus living his life through us. Not your life. Not somebody's life. But the life of Christ. He lives his life through us. Glory to God. I pray that this will become a portion this time in the name of Jesus. The third definition for Christ-like living is where your thoughts, your actions, your behavior are Christ-like and not the old self. Where your thoughts, your actions, your behavior are Christ-like. Many of us sometimes, when we behave in a particular way, you know that your real you has come out. One day somebody had an issue with someone and the person so would tell this person, let this person know that if I show you my character, you go know. Hmm. So Christ like this is where your actions, your behavior, your attitude, whatever is like becoming like him. You talk like him. You respond to issues like him. You behave like him. Whatever you do, you become like him. That is the path that God is leading us on. May that grace come upon us from today in Jesus' name. 
the fourth definition for christ-like living is asking yourself will christ do what i am doing or what i want to do christ-like living when you want to live like christ it is when you always ask yourself will jesus do what i'm doing or will jesus do what i want to do now that's christ-like living if you want to live like him this question this mindset should always be there will christ do what i am doing will christ lie the way maybe i want to lie or i'm lying Will Christ behave the way I am behaving? This is what's called Christ-like. So every step you take, whatever you do, anywhere you go, whatever, whatever you, you go to a party and you see the people around and they are serving alcohol and you pick the bottle and you remember if Jesus were to be around. Will Christ drink the way I am drinking? Will Christ behave the way I am behaving? This is what you call Christ-like living, where you interpret your actions in the light of Christ. Will he do what I'm doing, or will he do what I am about to do? I see that grace coming upon us from today in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, see, I told you that whatever God wants you to do will end up benefiting you. Yeah. So if God wants you to live like Christ, it will end up benefiting you and not him. Hallelujah. If the people of God knows the importance, the favor, and the blessing of Christ-like living, we would have desire and continually ask for grace to live like our master Jesus. If you know the blessing in it, you will never lose or be disadvantaged if you live like Christ. I said you will never lose or be disadvantaged when you live your life like Jesus Christ. It is in our own interest to live like him. But please listen to the, you will be disadvantaged you will be disadvantaged if you live your own way of life. You will be disadvantaged. It will never ever be in your interest if you want to live your own life, you want to live your own way, you want to talk your own way, you want to behave your own way, you want to follow your actions, your feelings, your passions. And all. If that's the way we want to go, it will never, you'll be disadvantaged. It will never be in your interest. Paul said according to Romans chapter number 8 verse 13, listen to what he says. He said, for if I live according to the sinful nature, that is living according to the flesh and the way you want to live your life. But if by the spirit, that's the, the way of Christ, you put to death that misdeeds of the body, you would live. You will see life. You will see life. But if it's going to be our own flesh, I want to do my own thing. I don't want to follow Christ. I want to live my own life. I want to talk the way I want to talk. I want to drink whatever I want to drink. I want to smoke whatever I want to smoke. I want to lie wherever I want to lie. I want to go anywhere I want to go. He said, you will die. So many things will die in your life. So many things die. Your progress will die. Your success will die. You will never become the way God wants you to be. That's the reality. That's the truth. So whenever you don't live the Christ-like life, you will always be disadvantaged. One day somebody thought he was very smart. He was very smart on people. He was trying to, I mean, do people and all that. He, he thought he was very, very, until he was caught. Yeah? He thought he was very, can dupe everybody, can say all kinds of things and dupe you. Please help me tell the person as you, the Christ-like living will help you. But if you want to live your own life and live the old way, you will be disadvantaged. May you never be disadvantaged in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, why does God want us to live like Christ? Or why Christ-like living? Why is it so important? That this is a year of Christ-like living. The first reason is because of the price Jesus paid for you. The price Jesus paid for us. That is one of the reasons why everybody must desire to live like Christ. 
I mean, all of us know the Bible said the wages of sin is death. Before we gave our life to Christ, all of us were on the way of destruction and the path of death. But through his love and his mercy, he appeared and he saved us and delivered us. And we're on the way to hell. But after we accepted him, from that moment forward, we're not supposed to live life on our own again. Because the one that who saved you is the one you must live for. So according to Galatians number 2, verse 20, Galatians 2, 20. Listen to what Paul said. Galatians chapter number 2, the verse 20. He said, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, the life I live now should not be my own life. Because now I don't own my life again. I don't own my life. My life does not belong to me anymore. Because my life has been exchanged. Because I was supposed to die, but somebody took my death. Now, therefore, I don't live for myself again. I live for the one who gave his life for me. I'm living my, the life of the one who gave his life for me. Yeah. Some people say, it is my life. It is my life. Let me do whatever I want. Who told you? You don't have any life. No, no, no. You don't have any life on your own. Now the life you are living as a child of God, as a Christian, is a borrowed life from Christ. Because your own life, or the real life, was a life of destruction, a life of death. So we live like him, we want to live like Christ, because of what he did for us. So when you remember the price Jesus paid for you, that he exchanged your life for his life, then you don't own your life again, you can't live your own life anymore. You live the life of the one who gave his life for you. Can you please help me say to yourself, I don't own my life. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, listen to what it says. 1 Corinthians 6, the verse 19. And from there we go to Ephesians chapter number 4, verse 19 through 32. He said, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? So now your body, that, you used, that used to belong to you. Now it's, it's no more yours. Because you, God has bought your body. And the day he bought it, he gave you the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God. So you are not your what? Say to your body, say, body, I speak to you today. You are not on your own. You are not your own. Yeah. How many of you, sometimes one day you, you have some feelings in your body. Let me see. Feelings. Feelings. All kinds of feelings. Feelings to drink. Feelings to, no, feelings to do certain things. Hey. You are behaving as if you are holy. You lie, but you lie. All of you are liars. But body no be fire. Somebody to body no be fire. I would. But you can't do what the body is telling you. Because you don't owe your body anymore. So the old self, the old thing is gone. Ephesians chapter number 4. Give me the NIV 19 to 32. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Paul was talking about the old people, I mean, those who have not given their life to Christ. He said, but you, you did not come to know Jesus in that way, that giving yourself to sensuality, to all kinds of things. You, your own, your case is different. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him according with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of what? I would say former way. So there is an old way, the former way, and there is a new way. You were taught with the regard to your former way of life to put to your old self. I'm going to say old self. How many of you know that the moment you give your life to Christ, the old self is changing to become a new self? That's it. 
So old self talks about your old character, your old behavior, the way you used to do things before you give your life to Christ. That's what Bible called the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Row. To be made new in attitude of your minds. And to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood, the old self. So you are not going back to the old thing again. Put up falsehood. Speak truthfully to his neighbor. For we are all members of... The old self is full of lies. We lie. We can look at people's face and lie to them. That's the old self. How many of you... The old self is still in the new. Mercy. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down. Some of you that you are angry at somebody for the past one week. Some of you are angry with somebody for three days. Somebody offended you and up to now, for the past three days, you are still angry. Mercy on you. Somebody offended you for the past two days. You are still angry. Your wife offended you. Your husband offended you. Somebody in the church offended you. you the thing is still in you. you are still, when you see the person, you are so angry. One week. As for those who are even one month, we don't even talk about them at all. If somebody has suffered and still the pain is in your heart, you are angry at the person for one month. Ah, the old self. The old self was the self of anger. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun. It means that when even somebody offends you, don't even open your mouth to say something against them. No, 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 no. To offend. Somebody step on you. Somebody did something you didn't like. Don't even sin in the midst of that and say something. Ah, why did you do this? You are a stupid man. Oh, you do this. I'll, I'll treat you. I'll show you. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. So your anger should not be more than 24 hours. And do not give the devil a foothold. Roll. He who has been stealing, but stop stealing. That's the old self. But work, <laughs> doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. The things we say unwholesome. So if you some of the things that comes out of the things you talk about, the old, he said, the old self is dead though. Somebody has taken that old self. Don't allow the old self to continue on in your life. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that he may benefit those who listen. Some of the when people hear what you say, ah, when you, can you ask the person when you talk, what comes out of your mouth? What when you when you talk about people? Some of you here, when people hear what you have said about them to other people or in your closet, they will, they will bomb you. No, I'm telling you, some of you, what you have said about certain people when they hear. But what you have said about them from today will be the last day that you say anything negative anything bad about anybody whatever you cannot stand the person's presence and tell the person don't sit behind the person whatever you cannot tell me to my face don't tell anybody help me tell the person whatever you can tell me to my face whatever you can tell me don't go and say it behind me receive the grace to speak right and do not grieve the Holy Spirit who were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness. That's the old self. Bitter. Let it go. Let it go. It doesn't help you. It will not help you in any way. When you are bitter, it doesn't help you as a child. It doesn't help you in any way. I'm telling you. Listen to me. I always tell you, if you don't want to be offended, go to the cemetery. That's where everybody lies down quietly. Nobody steps up. As far as you are living among people, you'll be bit- people will offend you. You'll be hurt. But learn to let your pain go. For your own good, oh. For your own good. Not the person who offended you. For your, there are people, when they offend you, they don't care. Oh. Once you are crying, they are happy, they are eating, they are walking. Why should I bother myself about who someone who has offended me and I'm worried? Why? Let it go. If the person doesn't apologize, doesn't say anything to you, let it go. Move on with your life. 
He said, let go of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ also forgave. Let this grace come upon us from today. Tell the person, this is Christ-like living. This is Christ-like living. Simple. You let go of the past. Because somebody paid your price for you. So God wants us to live like Christ because of the price Jesus paid for us 2,000 years ago. Number two, why should I live the Christ-like life? Because that is God's purpose for you. People of God, God has a plan for your life on the way you should live or the way you should live your life. He doesn't want us to live anyhow or carelessly. Yeah. Many of us, we all have plans for our children. I mean, we have a way we want our children to go. That some of you don't even want your child to become like you. Yeah. Because you know that you have made certain mistakes. You don't want your child to repeat the same mistakes. So you want your child to become somebody better, somebody good. I'm telling you. There are certain areas of my life I don't want my children to become. No, I'm telling you. That's the reality. But there's other part I want them to become. So I want to put my mistakes, my success together so they can be more successful and better than the way I did. God has the same plan for you. There's a way he wants you to become. There's a way he wants you to live your life. In Romans chapter number 8, verse 28 and 29. Please give me that scripture. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Verse 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his. That's simple. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son to be conformed to the image. Is that what he says? He says, why use the word the likeness? Another verse uses the word image. So when you see this young man, you see the same thing in Christ, the same in this one. He dresses like him, talks like him, behaves like him. Everything about Christ is in the Bible. You don't need anything from anywhere. You are confused. Some of you are asking, how will I know? It's in the Bible. Because you don't read the Bible, so you don't know. I mentioned some of them. Everything. So God called this young man to be conformed, to become everything like this one. People of God, God has a way for you to live. And that way is not the way of any politician. That way is not the way of any man or any woman. Not even your parents. But it's the way of Christ to become like him. I see you becoming like Christ from today in the name of Jesus. So God has something in mind of who you, he wants you to become. And those of you are copying blindly to become like certain people. Help me ask a person, who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? Uh, can you ask a person, who are you copying? Yeah. Some of you are doing certain things because of certain things you have been watching from certain people. Yeah. Some of you are copying from America. Yeah. Some of you, the way you dress, your dressing is like the, the ones that you see on the soap oppressed they show on television. You dress like Unkumbajia. <laughs> hey! When it gets to 9 o'clock, eh? Certain time, you, when you come out, she'll never mind you. Now I remember. And it's unfortunate we are copying wrongly from certain places, which is not, it's not helping. But I believe that your copying should be of Christ, not to be any other. Even whatever you see that you want to learn from, ask yourself. Is it, will Christ love what I'm doing? We are preaching. I mean, is it Christ-like? Is it Christ-like? Number three. Why does God want me to live like Christ? Because Christ-like living secures your eternity. 
Christ-like living secures your eternity. Listen to me. The first thing that God gives you, when the moment you give your life to Christ, is what he called eternal life. So when somebody is saved today, that person receives eternal life. God writes his name in the book of life. And it comes by accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. According to Acts 16, 30 and 31, and Romans 10, 9. See, then he brought them out and asked, what must I do to be saved? Verse 31. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be and you and your household. So the moment you believe Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, from that moment, you accept that you are a sinner. He came to die for you. From that particular moment, you are saved. Go to Romans 10, 9. If, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be so salvation comes by accepting Jesus. That word save means that eternity. God gives your spirit eternity. So when you die today, your body is the one that is dead, but it is an everlasting place for you to go. But don't forget this. Christ-like living will secure your eternity. If only you have accepted Jesus as your personal savior and you don't die today to go to heaven and you want to continue to live on this earth, Christ-like living matters a lot for you. Because sin can also rob you of your eternity. I said, sin can do what? If you accept Jesus today and you want to go to heaven without living any life, then the moment you accept Christ, die and go. But if you, yeah. But if you want to live on this earth after accepting Christ and go to heaven, the life you live matters a lot. Because if you don't check the life you live, you can lose the salvation, the eternity you have. Galatians chapter number 5, the verse 19. Look at the powerful scripture. Through 21. Then from there we go to Romans 8.12. It said the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery. Idolatry. Please, Paul was talking to the Galatian church. This was a church he wrote to. Not anybody. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. Envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you. I, I did what? I warn you. As I did before, I wrote you the first letter to warn you and to advise you that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Go to Romans chapter 8, 12 and 13. Listen to the scripture. Romans 8, 12 and 13. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature or your desires to live according to it. So the obligation that makes sure you, because the moment you give your life, that is not enough. But you have the responsibility, the obligation to make sure that you don't live according to what your body tells you. Verse 13. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. It means that you will lose your eternity. But if by the spirit you put to death that means of the body, you will. Even though you have accepted Jesus already, you are destined for heaven. But if you don't watch the way you live. Mercy. Let me show this last scripture in Ephesians chapter number 5, verse 3 to 8. Ephesians 5, 3 to 8. Listen to what it says. But among you, there must not even a hint of sexual immorality. Do you hear? It's a hint. It should not be me heard. Or of any kind of impurity or of greed. Because these are improper for God's holy people. It's improper. It's not proper for this to be heard. That this person is fighting with this one, that this person is going to sleep with this one. No, 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 it's not proper. It's not being heard. Ro. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coerced joking, which are out of place. It is just out of place. But rather thanksgiving, for of this you can be sure. For of this you can be what? 
that no immoral, impure, greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Ro, let no one deceive you. Don't be deceived by any pastor who is preaching to tell you that any prophet deceive you. Hey, live the life you want to live. God will bless you. God will prosper you. You lie. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient to these things we just mentioned. Therefore, do not be partners. So don't partner with greedy people. Don't partner with fornicators. Don't partner with liars. Don't partner. No, 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 no. Get yourself out of them. Verse 8. For you were once darkness. That's the life you used to live. But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children. Can you please help me tell the person, live as a child of light? Or look at the person's face and tell the person, tell the person, let all darkness leave you from today. Yeah. So one of the blessings of living like Christ is that it secures your eternity. Can you imagine the day Jesus will appear and, and you, when you are the Biaba, where will you go? The day Jesus will come, the rapture come, you are the Biaba. What will happen? That day you raise the bottle, you are coming to drink, and hey, rapture. <laughs> the day Jesus will appear, which bed will you be sleeping on? Help me ask the person next to you, which bed? <laughs> Somebody said my own bed. As a person, you will this is up here. Who will be sleeping beside you? Who will you be sleeping beside with? <laughs> I'm gonna rebel. If you are gonna rebel, then you'll be there. Mercy. We receive the grace today to live the Christ like life in the name of. Let me tell you this. You know, God wants to help all of us. Yeah. He knows our weaknesses. But the point is that you must have the desire to live like Him. Then He enables you to do it. Amen. So when you live like him, you secure your eternity. That's very much important. Number five. Why does God want me to live like Christ? Number four. Because you are an example of Christ to the world. God wants you to live like Christ because you are an example of Christ to the world. Do you know that what God said in Job, where he told Satan, have you considered my servant Job? God is still pointing to his people now. Look at that. Look at that man. Look at that woman. Because we are an example of Christ to even though Christ is not here physically, but he's still here through us. In Acts chapter number 11 verse 26, the people saw Jesus in the people and said, these are Christians. The word Christian means Christ-like. People see Christ in you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20, 2 Corinthians 5 20. So we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. We be reconciled to God. So we are ambassadors. We represent him on this earth. You are an example of Christ. So when people see you, they must see Christ. First Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me see the way King James put it. The same verse. But here, a chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praise of him called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Verse 10. Which is in time past, we're not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have mercy. Hallelujah. So he has called us to show forth, to show Christ to the world. That when people see you, that when people see you, they must see Christ. So we are example of Christ to the world. So if anybody wants to see Christ, they should see you. 
If anybody wants to know the love of Christ, they should see you. If anybody wants to know how Christ was very sacrificial, they must see you. That grace is coming upon us in Jesus' name. Number five, why Christ is living? Because that is where your real blessing is or your real blessing lies. You see, it's a year of rest through Christ-like living. And this is a year that God wants you to rest. Even God, according to Genesis 2, from verse 2 onward, Bible said when he had created everything, Bible said he rested. God even needed rest. And he wants his people to be at rest. In Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 9 to 11. Now, I mean, before we read that scripture, go with me to the same Matthew chapter 11, I'm anchor scripture, Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Learn from me, and you will find rest. In Jeremiah 6, 16, he says, stand on the highways. Stand. And ask for the old path, which is the path of Christ. And walk in it. Jeremiah 6, 16. This is the word the Lord says. Stand at the crossroad. Look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. And walk in it. And you will find rest for your soul. But the people said, we, we will not walk in it. Ah. <laughs> uh. We want to, hey, your struggle continues. Yeah. Ask for the old path, what the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find you walk. Please, you don't find rest sitting over. You find rest walking like Christ, living like him. And the people said, we will not walk. (laughs) Some of us, that's the same thing we are saying. But today, every grace that you need to walk like him, so that you can find your rest, be released upon you from today. I said, be released upon you from today. So please, Christ-like living leads you to your rest. That's why I started by preaching from last Sunday that take responsibility. Rest is not automatic. Do the things that will bring you rest. Oh, this is a year of rest. God, you said rest. It is not take, 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 take. I can see three people. Take, take, take. You do, you, you do all of you. Take, 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 khakis. Take, 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 Hey, you, I can see 16 people here. Money, 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 money. Take. No, it's good. Sometimes God leads us to do that. But the point is that the taking alone will take you nowhere. It is taking responsibility. Doing what you are supposed to do. That will move your life and your destiny forward. Receive the grace to take responsibility for your life. I said take responsibility for your life. If you fail, you fail on your own. If you succeed, it means that you have taken that step to succeed. Nobody is responsible for your failure, I'm telling you. You see, some of us are where we are coming from. Your own is even better. Far. My wife said they didn't go to school. Or just cook uh, elementary ones, I said. <laughs> All of us. And you are still complaining? You know where some of us are coming from? You have people around you who can help you, but nobody's ready to help you. And you have to take life on your own and make sure you will never. F- One thing I don't like in life that when people are going forward, I'm, I'm back. I, I hate it with passion. One thing I hate in life to see people moving forward and me, my own is still the same. I hate. So I always want to get close to people who are moving forward so that I can force myself to move forward. I'm telling you, I just hate. No. So I get close to people who are doing well, moving on. So that they motivate me. Now I'm telling you. So if you are comfortable with what, please. 
Take responsibility. Take responsibility. And your life will move forward. I'm telling you. Some of you think you can never buy a land. Take risk. Start. Focus on it. I'm going to work towards it with the help of the Lord. You sit. You will do things you never thought you can even do. I'm telling you. Take responsibility. And God being with you. Ah, who told you you will fail? Who told you you never make success in life? God being with you. Take responsibility. Let that grace come upon us from today. Amen. Let me mention the last one and close. The sixth reason. That is where your authority in Christ lies. That is where you can tell the devil, shut up, and the devil shuts up. As 19, 13 through 16. As 19, 13 through 16. Yeah, that's where your authority in Christ. When you live like Christ, you have authority like him. The reason why demons are not afraid of you, spirits are not, you're having bad dreams, you are sleeping, you have dreams and you are sleeping with men and women, you are having all kinds of, some of you have dreams and you are walking at the refuse dump, picking things from the refuse dump. There's a reason for that. Your spirit is not strong. You are weak. So you don't have authority over the enemy. When you live like Christ, your authority becomes automatic. It is not accepting Jesus that gives you the authority. It is accepting Christ and living like... Go with Acts chapter 19, 13. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They will say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Can you imagine this? In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Come out! You, you, you come out. Come out. Hey, in the name of Jesus, that Paul preached, you will have a demon spirit. Come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, chief priest, were doing this. Seven sons. One day, the evil spirit answered them Jesus, I know. And I know about Paul. But you, who are you? You. Can you ask the person, you, 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 who are you? No, you see, this teaches us a lesson. Tell the person, you, the devil knows your level. Can you look at the person next to you? Tell the person, the devil knows who you are. So when you stand, Satan, I bind you. Satan, you are worrying me in the name of Jesus. But I for shut up. You are me with you. This night, I'll come and visit you tonight. Then he'll come to you in your dream. Come to you in your dream. You yeah, know you. Do you know the reason why the demon said, he mentioned two people. Jesus, I know. Paul. Do you know the reason he mentioned Paul? Look at 1 Corinthians 11. The reason why he mentioned Paul. 1 Corinthians 11. Please fast. Follow my example. As I follow the example of Christ. So the demon saw Jesus in Paul. Jesus I know. Paul I know. It is not the name Paul. It is the one Paul is living for. Hmm. From today. When you live like Christ. Demons and spirit will begin to respect. And they begin to honor you. You are going to command all the spirits and demons. Worrying and disturbing your life. To leave you in the name of Jesus. They will have no reason but to live in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive that grace from today. So you can see that living like Christ gives you a certain level of authority. Power. Listen to me. Life is not about the books you know. Life is beyond your intelligence. There are certain people in this church, very prominent people in this church, even when they are traveling, until I pray for them, they will never travel. They make even when they was on the other way, because they're not. It is not their position that secures. No, no. There, there, there are things you are dealing with in life that are beyond you. They are bigger than you. In life, it is beyond your emeritus, beyond your mathematics. You can work beyond your title. You are dealing with spirits who doesn't respect titles. Oh, you are dealing with demons who doesn't respect your position and your money. I'm telling you, the office web. You see, I'm, I'm going to say levels. So in life, there are level, all kinds of things. 
So no matter your position, no matter your career, no matter what you are, know that it is not your career, your profession that will take you to where you are going. Because when even the enemies shoot at you one arrow, your education cannot save you from there. Nothing. It is your, your standing and your roots in Christ that will keep and preserve you from every satanic attacks and arrows of the enemy. May you never forget Christ. May you receive the grace to live like him. So that your destiny shall be secured. And your destiny shall be preserved. So that you can enjoy the blessings of God in your life. Can you please rise to your feet? Before I pray with you, if you are here, as all eyes are closed, you want to give your life to Christ. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. Just lift up one hand and pray with you right now. Some of you also want to rededicate your life back to Christ. I want to pray with you. Those who have lifted their hands, please pray this prayer for me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for my life. Lord, I am a sinner. Because of my sins, came to die for me. From today, be the Lord over my life. I will save you and serve you forever. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. May the Lord help you to establish you in him. And may he cause you to be grounded in him forever. In the name of Jesus. Now everybody, can you please lift up one hand and say after me, say in the name of Jesus. Father, from today, I drop every weight of sin, iniquity in my life. With your help, I drop them. From today, with a sincere heart, I receive the grace to live like my master, Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me to live like Jesus. Even if I fall, I receive the grace to come back again in the name of Jesus. Father, from today, I want to find rest through Christ-like living. Therefore, help me in the name of Jesus. For yes, indeed, you are great. And your strength is made perfect in our weakness. Let your greatness overrule every weakness in our lives. And let your strength be made perfect in our weaknesses. We receive strength from today. We receive grace today to live like Christ. Let every weight of sin over our lives be dropped from today in the name of Jesus. Let the will and the desire to live like you so that we can find rest be released upon your church today. In all the branches from pastor to the little child, release their grace to live like Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. Let their strength come upon us from today so that we can find rest in our lives. We decree that our struggles are over. Our challenges are over. Our difficulties are over. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the midst of us trying to live like you, when we fall along the way, revive us once again. Cause us not to remain in every negative situation we find ourselves in. In the name of Jesus, let your strength revive us and bring us back to the fold and cause us to find rest indeed this year as you have declared over our lives. We thank you and bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.